You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast made by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Jordan and Cheryl. It's not Cheryl. Oh, what is it? Carol. Carol. I got the all. <laughs> yeah. Carol can listen to this episode, so you're welcome, Carol. <laughs> Loki's already been done for almost two weeks, and we're finally getting to it. Yeah, look at that. And Kyle isn't here. so Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. There's there's that. Yeah. He hasn't seen it, and he was too busy binging Game of Thrones Yeah, to, to watch it. So. so have you seen Game of I Thrones? I have not seen Game of Thrones. Oh. So, okay. Uh, yeah, fun fact. One time I walked in on Kyle watching it, and he like shut off his TV because he thought it was the RA in college. <laughs> you can That's imagine funny. what scene was playing. Um, so Loki. Yeah. Is- Marvel's newest TV show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Setting up for all the future Marvel movies. Seems like more so than <laughs> yeah. any of the others. Yeah. I will say, I mean, before we get into spoilers and everything, it does seem to be the most um, like it makes me the most excited for you know future movies and future projects because yeah um, the other ones like Falcon and the Winter Soldier I don't know it was cool but also it seemed like it was a really kind of standalone thing to me mm-hmm. um, I mean they all teased stuff that's going to happen in future movies and like and future stuff and I'm interested in it but I'm also uh yeah I, I'm most excited about the future of Loki and especially the people that they introduce towards the end and see what's happening with that so yeah so where what do you rate this show um out of 10 the show in and general. How does that compare to the other Marvel movies? Or not movies, I'm sorry. Marvel TV shows. Um It's it's kind of hard. I so originally uh when I started watching Loki, I think it was about like the third episode that I was like, "Wow, this is one of my favorite things that Marvel has ever done." Oh, Um, maybe not ever, but like in terms, at least in terms of TV shows, like this is far, far and above. Like I like this way more than WandaVision. I like this way more than um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But there's more TV shows than just those. Yeah. I haven't seen Agent Carter or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So those don't count. I'm not talking about those. Or Jessica Jones or... Actually, I Do you did like see, this better than Daredevil? Daredevil? I've never, I never saw Daredevil either. So, oh. <laughs> yes, I know you guys were freaking out about it and whatever it was. How like did you two or escape? Three years ago. How did you escape college without watching that with us? We that was like a whole thing. Yeah, and I like, know. Everyone did. What were you doing? I, <laughs> I don't know. I think that might have been the year where you guys lived on the first floor. And I lived on like the fourth floor. Davis, there was three seasons. It was three different years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but it did. 
Oh, oh, my heart. It, it hurts quite a bit right now. Um, <laughs> well, anyway. Let me, you can keep talking. I'm gonna, I need to recover for a second. <laughs> of the three Disney Plus shows, how about that? Um, of the three Disney Plus shows, I liked this one the most. It goes, for me, it goes Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I liked it more. Okay. There was, I don't know, we could talk about it after spoilers and stuff, but I felt like the last episode, um, yeah, I don't know. I It wasn't my favorite. It also didn't probably didn't help that I stayed up till uh, two, to, like that'll, watching it. That'll, uh, that'll do it. That's why I still hate to this day the Skyfall, Spyfall, one of the, whatever the. Oh, is. yeah. James James Bond. Bond I watched I started at it at midnight and I hated every second of it. So <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you. Oh, that's fine. Um Yeah. So uh, you, so your original question was out of ten, I would yes. give it um I will say an eight point seven. Okay. Okay. Very good. That's a that's that's got some staying power. Do you think is it? How what's the rewatchability? Um, I think I don't know. Like I would, I would rewatch it. I think it'd be like right now. I would honestly I'd feel a little lokied out just because I watched. I actually I've seen the fifth episode like three times because (laughs) I watched it by myself. I watched it uh, when me and Kenzie, like Kenzie wanted to watch it too. Um, So she actually caught up. Like she watched the whole thing and then we watched it again. when We had people over to watch the last episode. They have, they all came over at midnight. We watched the fifth episode again and then we watched the last episode so actually that that day I'd watched the fifth episode. That was the second time that day I'd watched the fifth episode. So it was a lot. Um, so right now I don't want to rewatch it, but I definitely can see like maybe stuff that we see in future movies or future projects. Um, I don't, I wouldn't mind rewatching it. Yeah. I feel like, and no, I'll save that for later. Um, after spoilers, yeah, I think I thought it was pretty good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, as far as ranking with the different Marvel TV shows, um, specifically for Disney Plus, it goes WandaVision, then Loki. And I haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I imagine it's the last one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, just for me, it's the last one because it's the most like real world. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm a nerd. I like I like, had... I like magic and <laughs> sci fi stuff and lasers and whatever. Like <laughs> I razors and I feel like you've had a hard time with 
uh, non super fantastic uh, media since Red Rising. Oh, dude, I can't read. Like, I th- it's gotten a little better because it's been so long since I've read Red Rising. But mm-hmm. after I read that, I read, uh, actually read Last Kingdom. Another Kingdom. Another Kingdom. Um, Last yeah. Kingdom is a show. But I read Another Kingdom and I was reading it and I was like, this should be way more interesting to me than it is, but it's just not <laughs> like I've, I was, it wasn't after red rising, but like, as soon as I read, I finished red rising. Then I read, I read the whole thing and I timed it right. So that like golden sun, it came out like a month after I finished dark age. Yeah. Dark age. I finished golden sun, like a month after dark age came out. So I was able to go like straight from one to the other um and yeah i want to reread the series which is i've never reread a book yeah and i Dang. i am going to i've like i'm going to reread red rising just cuz it's so great anyway Davis, it Davis, ruined uh, other media for me because i can't <laughs> like other books because things would happen and i'd be like wow this is amazing and then be like well, but they're not like assaulting a planet. Like they're they're not being shot out of a cannon and <laughs> yeah. invading an entire planet. So that's fair. Um, before we we go back to Loki, <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna um, be all over the place. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but before we go back, uh, when the new book for Red Rising, book six, comes out, and you reread it all. I think I'm going to reread it all. We should do podcast episodes on it. Sure. That sounds great. I don't think Kyle would be interested. We already did the first book. Yeah. Um, and he didn't seem that interested, but maybe he would. Kyle, if you're listening to this, let us know. All right. Back to Loki. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I enjoyed WandaVision more. Um, and, I think it mostly has to do with just how weird it was and how willing they were to be weird with the show. And I just really appreciated that. And they didn't feel the need to like rush into like their story. They let mystery and unease like settle in for like two whole episodes. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really appreciated that. Yeah, that's true. I do actually, I rewatched WandaVision with Kenzie as well. And I remember like knowing the secret, I guess, and like knowing what happens and then watching it again, like rewatching it was, it was really fun to see, like to be able to pick up a little bit more on the Easter eggs. And then also mm-hmm. to remember like, boy, I really had no idea what was going on because like the last episode is so different than the first two. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, but yeah, uh, as far as like all Marvel shows, Daredevil wins out. I I freaking love Daredevil so much. But <clears throat> we're not here to talk about that. Dang, I need to stop getting sidetracked. Loki, it's great. I give it a solid eight. Okay. What did I say? Uh, 8.7? Something like that, yeah. 
I, I don't remember. We should go back, but that sounds like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's that's solid. And I think we're good for, for spoilers from here on out. Spoiler so Davis, time. Spoiler time. Let's get a, a Davis classic spoiler warning. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler time. Wee you. It's the uh, time for spoilers. It's beautiful. You've been warned. Okay. So uh, the first episode, Glorious Purpose, I think... This is wait. The first episode was called Glorious Purpose. Yes. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I've I haven't really looked at stuff since then, but um, or like you know, I I never really paid attention to the titles, but Glorious Purpose is the name of the first episode, and I think it's kind of cool. Like this is the first spot where you see. Like it, it was a really good hook because I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, like I was on board the whole time when Loki gets picked up by the TVA. Um, and I really appreciated because my very first thought was um, when, like when he time traveled or transported or whatever, and the TVA picked him up. He was like, "Well, no, you want the Avengers? They like they messed up the whole timeline, and they're doing all this stuff." They're like, "No, that's that's part of it." I was like, "Oh, okay. So there's a different, like, there's a different side of it, which made me made my ears perk up, and I was pretty invested from then." Yeah, it's it's interesting. Be. <sighs> I don't. I don't know where to go with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have nothing to add. Were I'm you sorry. <laughs> were you invested, or like uh, how? What was the point where you started watching and you decided, like, okay, I'm gonna keep watching, not because I feel like this is the new show that I have to watch, but because I'm interested. It's a good question, and it's been so long. It's. It's been over a month since I've seen the first episode. Uh, I remember really enjoying the first episode. Uh, the part that I thought was the m- most impactful for me was the scenes where Loki is like watching his death and he is just kind of realizing his like overall like insignificance and like he doesn't ever get what he truly desires which is to rule yeah and he kind of be he, it really humbles him and there's like this re- this really uh well acted scene of him just being vulnerable um but ultimately he kind of like works himself out of that and and becomes the mischievous guy that we know and love but that that to me i was just like okay i like the show it knows how to play the 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 heavy notes and and the the light notes as well so yeah that that's when I really enjoyed it yeah that's true I thought that it was because we've seen like bits of Loki before I don't know if you watched the like uh, assembled uh like the extra making of episode that they do uh no I haven't seen that yet 
But um, on my list. <laughs> yeah, but they said that Loki up to like before this show has had. I th- I think they said it was like a total of two hours or something of screen time throughout all the Marvel movies of the past, yeah. like, yeah, of the past, like, 15, I don't know how long it is. I guess it's, like, There's no 13 way. years. Or you, I, you I, think it's too much or too little? No, that's way too little. He was, like, he was the main guy in Bad Guy in Thor. He's the main bad guy in the Avengers. He's the main bad guy, not the main, he's the, an antagonist in Thor Dark World. He's, like, a huge part of Thor Ragnarok. He's a huge part of... um Maybe not a huge part of Endgame. He had a short-lived scene in Endgame. But you're telling me out of those four movies, there's only two hours of Loki content? Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it, like they focus mostly on the heroes, and you don't ever really see Loki. Like the scenes where you see Loki are usually pretty short, and he's talking to someone about some evil plan or something. Um, So, like, that was something that they were excited about when making this, but also something that I didn't realize that I wanted um was just a deeper dive into like loki especially it's interesting because of how many times like he will double cross thor but also they seem to be working together like they work together sometimes and then they don't and then they do and it's just like so this such like mind game cat and mouse type thing where it, i just i just thought it was super cool to watch loki like actually to see it happen where you can see i can't remember if it's in the first episode or the second episode but when mobius is breaking down like no this is who you are like you fail all the time because you are not a good person basically and like you're mischievous and you don't let anybody in and kind of just pointing out his faults it was like oh yeah like that is true and to see loki realizing that as well yeah, and it's interesting that they <laughs> they were able to because if you think about it, this happens right after the events of Avengers One, and then you have like a bajillion other movies after that, and then Endgame or Infinity War, and then he dies, and so they basically, <laughs> I think, very effectively did all the growth that he had in those movies in this one episode. Yeah. And I didn't feel like because I think it was they were trying to get him to the same place that he was uh, emotionally and and psychologically uh, at Infinity War, and they did a really effective job. I, I hadn't really thought about that until just now, but yeah, they did a good job. I'm impressed. <laughs> so I will yeah, say. Um, well, now we can talk about it later. You go ahead. Oh, I did just want to say that Davis, you have the closest, uh, ranking to IMDb. It is an 8.8 on IMDb. Oh, well, that's just the, isn't that the first episode? Yes. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Second. I mean, yeah, I'm good to go. Second episode. Yeah, let's go to the second episode. And I can't remember. Well, I guess, yeah, this is true. When you see Loki start to actually work together with Mobius, um, like he start, they start hunting 
the variant Loki, um, which we later find out is Sylvie, which I think like that was maybe I'm just not like, I'm not super knowledgeable about the comics. So I don't really know. Like, I don't, the only theories I would have had about who it would be would just be like conjecture, you know? So, um, but I totally did not see that coming in, um, it would, I guess it, yeah, it's episode two at the very end when they're at the mall and they find out that, uh, Loki is that like the variant Loki is a girl Loki and, and that she's hiding in like apocalypses and stuff. Um, yeah, I just, I did not see that coming and I was really happy that I didn't. I think I don't I don't know. Like when when you deal with multiverse like everything is possible kind of thing and it, to me it kind of felt like oh we're going to set up this huge reveal and you're supposed to be shocked that it's a woman. And I was just like okay, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. Was, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't I like, it felt like shocked. You were supposed to be shocked, but be that she was like that. This Loki was a woman. I don't know. It, it felt a little like manufactured to me. I wasn't like episodes two and three. I was kind of like meh. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, those honestly, those were the ones that I was most uh, interested in. Wait, maybe it was three and four. Three oh, and four. Right, not two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two is good. Two. I like two, but yeah, it still felt a little manufactured to me. Um, yeah. But I mean, it was just an okay reveal to me. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. There was the one thing that I was a little confused on, and it, it made more sense as the show went on was in the beginning they're talking about all the different Loki variants and uh, I was a little confused because to me they were like, oh, there's only one timeline and maybe this is just me, but so I was like, well, how are there different Loki variants if there is only one timeline? And they kind of made it out towards the end being like, Oh, there's one timeline, but there's also multiple iterations of that timeline. But generally everything ends in the same way kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I feel like they brought that up later. Yeah. Where, where, uh, Eliath is like the smoke monster when they prune people. I think that's supposed to be like the timeline is, there are a bunch of multiverses and then like the master plan is whenever time is like supposed to end all the timelines somehow like merge and then, or like all the multiverses merge into one big like event and then are destroyed or something. And like, it's, I think or something pretty much yeah. wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that like there are multiple universes, whatever, which in itself makes it like, okay, well, why can't there be a universe where that is the story? But I don't know. I guess that's <laughs> part of the 
uh, that'll be explored in the second second season, and also in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I think it's actually supposed to be explained a little bit more in Ant Man. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, Ant Man into the quantum, quantum realm, something like that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because um, as far and we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the the big bad in at the end of the show, he's supposed to be the main bad guy in Ant Man, but he's not supposed to make an appearance in Doctor Strange. Huh. So. It almost seems like he's a semi bad guy. Yeah. I, I don't I think they're trying to avoid like oh he's another Thanos cuz like they they already did that. And so I think they're trying to set up like a bunch of multiple mid-tier level threats, you know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I've heard though, I think in the comics Kang is supposed to be um like the one who remains is supposed to be like, he's supposed to be the next Thanos. Like he's the next big threat. I mean, which we'll see, um, which could be interesting because like just how it's set up is, you know, they could fight one of them in one multiverse and then they'd have a bajillion others to fight. So I don't know. I mean, the same thing is true. Like they'd have a bajillion other versions of themselves to help fight them i don't know it's it to me it i i don't know and i'm not a comic expert but i don't think he's ever been like a huge like threat like thanos is i think he's usually a mid-tier villain but i don't know about specifically the one who remains like i don't know as much about him so so i couldn't say for certain but i don't know I, i think I think they do really need to avoid making him out to be some sort of like Thanos character. So that's, that's one thing I'm a little worried about, but hopefully they don't do it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess to move it along for Lamentis, the next episode when they're on the planet, it's, I guess it's, is it a moon that's crashing into a planet or planet with a moon crashing into it? I forget. It's the, like the apocalypse where nobody survives. Um, I it's kind of funny because IMDb has it the episode rated at seven point nine, but it's actually I thought that it was the coolest one. Like it was my favorite episode. I think. Yeah, this is this is where we majorly differ. This is my <laughs> least favorite episode. Oh, really? To me, this felt like a hundred percent filler. And they were like, we uh, we wanted to make sure that we could get six episodes in. And so we're just going to detour the main characters off their mission for like a solid 50 minutes. And you're going to be okay with it. So I don't know. To me, it, it just felt like it didn't matter. I mean, they kind of set up like Loki and, and what's the girl's name? Sylvie. Sylvie. Sylvie's like uh love interest i don't i don't know what to call it it's kind of weird it's pretty narcissistic <laughs> i 
I mean, I liked the movie or the episode almost for that reason, just because I was like, this is kind of cool seeing a multiverse. Honestly, it was probably just like the bright, shiny colors and all the. It was a very pretty episode. Don't get yeah, it was a really cool episode. We're like kind of Blade well, Runner esque. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I just thought it was cool. The thing, like, the time that I decided, wow, I love this show is when Loki is at the, they're on the train and he sings that, like, it sounds like Elvish or something from Lord of the Rings, but he sings that song. And I was like, whoa, they're on a space train in the sci-fi universe, but they're, he's also singing this like super cool folksy song i'm on board this is amazing um it's just so funny we differ so much <laughs> with this episode it is specifically this <laughs> which that was, is, oh, we might i mean i'm gonna we might talk we'll talk about it a little later but um i yeah i wasn't i think it's just because i wasn't looking for anything to super happen also i did kind of think it was interesting like the characters the way the characters developed and were able to like you saw what was happening like you learn what happened to sylvie and how she's been on the run literally since she was like you know seven or eight and you like loki does a bunch of self-reflecting kind of about like where he's been and what the purpose of his life you know, was and has been up to this point. Um, and then also there's explosions and stuff. So yeah, I enjoyed so, it. So Here is your favorite part where he's like singing the Asgardian. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my least favorite part of the entire show. Uh, he, it made no sense. It made zero sense why Loki would get drunk in this high-speed bullet train while their lives are in danger and they are trying to escape. Because he not only is like that outside the character of a vi- the, like a supervillain for like most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it is outside of his character because he's so competitive and he wants to be the best Loki. And they, and the TVA was constantly telling him, Nope, this, this female Loki is better than you. Um, and so he is so competitive. He would not let himself get drunk while he has the only temp pad and like get kicked off the train. It made no sense to me. It made zero sense. I was convinced that it was all a ruse that he was pretending to get drunk, that he was pretending to get thrown off the train so he could pretend that he broke the temp pad. Like I, I was like, there's no way that this character is that dumb. And they just made him that dumb. (laughs) And not only they've talked about in other episodes and other movies about how like strong as guardian alcohol is like, and that they, they like, it, it, like it takes a lot for them to get drunk and he just gets drunk on this random train with like normal people. Like it, it made no sense canonically. 
with the universe in general and with the character. <laughs> I hated this episode so much. <laughs> I mean, I would say I think yes, normally Loki is kind of feeling like I need to do all this stuff. I need to one-up this person. But now that he's with her, I think he's also having... Like, it started kind of in episode two, and, well, really started in episode one, but where he's having this existential crisis of, like, well, I'm only here to lose, and I'm here to get, like, beaten up. I'm never going to rule. I'm never going to whatever. So he's just kind of, like... I don't know. There, you you are right. Like there are times where it seems like he would be more focused on trying to get to the TVA, but at the same time, to not die on a catastrophic planet. Yeah, but at the same time, I could also see him just being like, ah, you know, like my my life is basically over anyway. Like I shouldn't exist. I this is you know, everything is meaningless kind of thing. Like when he kind of escapes, I think it's the first episode and that he finds like all a whole bunch of infinity stones and the Tesseract. And he's like, is this, is this what true power is? Like looking around at this giant office complex, um, realize, like he realizes the things that he has searched so much for, in his life are ultimately meaningless and like it doesn't, it doesn't actually affect anything. And it's all just a part of this, the, you know, the grand makers design or whatever. And he like, he doesn't have any say in what happens. I mean, you can argue that he's going through an existential crisis and he's trying to cope, but like, it just doesn't, like flow with like the rest of the episode where he's trying so hard in that pretty subpar one take scene where everything's happening. He's fighting a bunch of people trying to get to the ship. Like he's fighting like mad and like, it just doesn't hold up through even not even the next episode, but the same episode. I don't, to me, it just, it didn't fit. And I was annoyed, but (laughs) I've already said that. So, Okay. Anyways. Well, how did you feel about this uh, fourth episode, the Nexus event, where I'm trying to remember what exactly happens. Like, at the very end, they are, of the third episode, they're, like, kind of accepting defeat, and they're about to kiss, kiss, probably, and the TVA finds them, picks them up. Um, And then at the beginning of this is when Loki gets like interrogated. He gets put in that time loop where that was pretty funny. I, yeah, I enjoyed that. I forget her name. Just like beats him up the whole time. Um, yeah, I forget her name too. And then yeah, and then that's at the very end. Like he kind of escapes. He tells Mobius that he's actually like he was a real person. Um, he had a jet ski and all this stuff. But um, he tells he tells uh, like he's trying to bring down the TVA and trying to tell them like this is all a lie. That's when Mobius gets pruned. Which do you like? Did you think that he did that on purpose, or did you think that like he just ultimately 
he was he was just trying to sacrifice himself to save Loki. So no, that- I don't I don't think he did that on purpose. Um, because if that was the case, I feel like he would have warned warned uh, Loki like, hey, uh, if I get pruned, you know, I'm not actually dead. I just go to the end of time. Like I feel like there would have been, and like it wouldn't have been a shock to him. Like you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think there would have been some warning, or Loki would have somehow figured it out. It, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't think he knew that. I think that was just happenstance. I think that he, I don't think he knew exactly what was going to happen, but I think he had enough of an inkling to be like. If I if I get pruned, it's not the end. You know, like the end. I just of the don't think he was whatever. worried about it. Maybe he didn't like like he knew it wasn't gonna like what was gonna happen. Obviously, if he got pruned, so I don't think he was as worried. So, do you think he know. had a plan? No, I just think he was trying to escape, and then the bad guys, the bad bad guys, got him. I don't know. I feel like he was. <laughs> if that's what happened, he was way more incompetent than I than like the rest of the show would have have you believe just because I feel like the rest of the show he's very like you know detective thinking through stuff and then that when he walks out of the time loop they're like hand him over and he just goes uh I would want a jet ski and then and then you know <laughs> like they prune him and that's it. So I think he was calculating something, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. I think he, what he was trying to do was be empathetic because there's obviously some sort of relationship between, um, him, Mobius and Renova, R- Ravona. Yeah. Um, and so I think he was trying to, to play into that and to try to, to, convince her that like what she's doing is wrong or whatever. So I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I didn't have take issue with that. Yeah. Well, plus that's the episode that he finds out that Hunter, uh, not Hunter B15. That's, that's the one. That's the lady that doesn't get like kidnapped or whatever, but there's a, there's the one Hunter that gets charmed by Sylvie at the very beginning of, I think it's like we see it in episode three at the very beginning or something that, uh, it's, uh, Hunter C 20. Yeah. Hunter C 20 or something where she's like, they're at a bar and they're just talking, hanging out, whatever. Um, like, yeah, he's, he's coming to a realization. The Hunter B 15 is kind of coming to a realization and, like the kind of the secrets out. And I think it's interesting that Renslayer is, I guess it shows you like her character and personality that she's going to like, yes, she acknowledges this is weird. I don't know what's going on, but I'm still going to try and enforce this like the best I can while it's happening. But also I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, they end up somehow, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, they broke out and then they went up to see the timekeepers. Yeah. Correct? That was this episode, right? Yeah, that was this episode and they had the fight 
in the timekeeper's chambers, which um, I, th- I should have sent you this YouTube video, but there is a lady on YouTube named Jill Barrup, and she does like fight analysis, analyses and stuff of um, like she, I guess she is a, she tr- has trained on like stage fighting and she goes into how, like what makes sense for these, uh, for fights and like kind of the deeper meaning behind it. And she said that the fight scene in this episode, when they're in the, uh, where it is, the timekeepers chambers is actually kind of dumb because if you have one, uh, well, I, I thought this as well, like the way that they were fighting when they had, uh, like the pruning stick and one end is this glowy thing where as soon as it touches somebody, they disappear and the other end is just kind of sharp. Why are you not fighting? Jill Barrett actually in the, her video, she was like, it should be like a fencing match. Like, yeah, they should be going at each other. Like, cause all you have to do is press the tip to the other person and just gotta poke them. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is make contact and they're over here swinging, swinging it like a club and all this stuff. Um, so I, like I thought that in the episode and I watched that video and I was like, Oh yeah, this is, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't like that, but I I did think that the whole thing was interesting. Um, I liked the episode, like where it was going. Things were kind of devolving, and you could see who was on what side and everything. Yeah, I think... I thought there was an interesting scene. I thought I think the fighting in the show in general is is pretty subpar, to be honest. Yeah, there was no fight scene that I thought was interesting or or cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, but I liked that. I was kind of surprised how early on that we got to see the timekeepers, because usually, like they were, they were. Uh, propped up to be like kind of the bad guys right and so i was like oh we have like a couple more episodes and we're already seeing the big bad guy something something is off something is really off Uh and then they ended up showing somehow like they threw the spear and cleanly cut off the head somehow yeah that was weird Seemed a little weird it was also kind of funny yeah, and it was and and then it was like, oh, they're robots. Oh no, what are we doing? Uh so I wonder if there was at some point like actual timekeepers or if like Kane just kind of made them up. I mean, I think that he just made them up. Maybe. I don't I don't know. He voiced them. Did you the, the Oh, actor really? Who plays Kane? He voiced the timekeepers. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I mean it makes sense, but um so yeah, and then this was it was a fun little extra credit scene where like at the very end he, you know, he wakes up and there's crocodile oh, like, Loki cuz Loki gets pruned at the yeah. end of it cuz he's about to like express his love to Sylvie and then he gets pruned. Yeah, that was Not- also kind of annoying. 
my dad, okay, so he texted me the day the episode came out and he was like, stay away from YouTube, stay away from Instagram. Some dude just spoiled the ending of this episode for me because it was like Loki halfway through getting pruned on someone's thumbnail. Uh-huh. He was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so mad. He doesn't like use social media a whole lot, but he was like keyboard warrior. Like, I can't believe you idiot. Just you spoiled this episode <laughs> for millions of people. And it was, he, it was so funny. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but <laughs> that was that was at the point I was just like, oh, okay. So no one actually dies when they get pruned. Yeah. When Loki when Loki got pruned. Cause I knew they weren't gonna do that to Tom Hiddleston. Uh at the very least, what was gonna happen is another version of him that was basically the same character was gonna show up. Kind of like I don't know. Did you ever watch The Flash? No. Okay, that's just not great I've, at all. I've but heard about it and just I so I really dumb. enjoyed it before I got into shows and, and movies actually, and they had this one character, Eubod Thon or something like that. Like he literally would die like every season, and then just a new version of him would come back, and it was just like okay stop like there's there's no stakes there's literally no stakes when you do that right so i was i was i was at that point i was like all right either they're doing that stupid thing or no one actually dies when they get pruned yeah i kind of thought that like when they killed off uh when mobius got pruned i was like wow like killing off owen wilson what is happening (laughs) like that's a bold move and then later loki gets pruned and i was like this is insane so and I was I was like guessing okay so I guess are they just gonna like is this part of the is Loki part of the old uh like phase you know two and three or whatever and and now Sylvie's the and yeah now Sylvie's one. gonna be the new Loki kind of thing and and then Sylvie prunes herself and I was like oh okay so we're like well no 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 Sylvie did that next episode oh was it yeah yeah that's right that's right. So at the very end of the episode, I was like, holy crap, what is like what is going on? And I was about to I was about to text like everybody <laughs> that I knew watches this show and be like, what just <laughs> happened? And then as soon as I was like I pulled, I had my phone in my hand, and then the end credit scene showed up and he wakes up and I was like, Oh. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like Yeah. I And then there's all the other variations of Loki. Right. Which, how did you feel about that? I was fine with it. I mean, I... At first, I was like, okay, this could be very dumb or very interesting, depending on how the next episode plays out. And I fall in line with it was pretty interesting. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I I also liked that... um, At first, I was kind of like, well, that's kind of weird that there's no... There's nobody like it's just. It seems like the only people we see are just these Lokis. Everybody else, we're assuming, gets just consumed by Eliath as soon as they show up. And then I think it was classic Loki, as he's called, was uh, um, our our Loki asked him like, "What what's going on? Why are you here?" And he said, "Because we're Lokis and we survive. Like that's how." That's just what we do. 
which has been true. Like it makes sense because he's such a trickster and we've seen him supposedly die and come back so many times yeah. in, you know, in the movies um, while being, you know, a convenient way to keep the villain around. It's also, I feel like you see, you know, like it's, it's just kind of, you see it as, wow, this is consistent across all Loki's. Uh, like this is what makes him him is that he is a survivor. He's scrappy and he's going to do whatever it takes. Um, where, and I mean, these Loki's like, yes, do mostly whatever it takes, but also kind of lean into that, you know, this is meaningless, whatever, like not trying to get out, but just trying to survive and hang out in their little tent thing. Yeah. So the crocodile Loki kind of, I thought it was funny, but it kind of breaks down the logic that this movie was going off of. Cause they're like, there's this perfect timeline and everyone has to fall in line with it. How on earth do you have a same timeline with a crocodile Loki? You, you can't. I mean, maybe that's why the crocodile Loki is, has been pruned, but it would have been pruned. That timeline seems like it would have been pruned way before you get to a crocodile. Loki. <laughs> yeah. It seems like something several steps down the street downstream. I mean, you don't know. It could have been, it could have been that, um, it's like a society of crocodiles and, like that's what happened in that timeline, and or this that multiverse or whatever, and that crocodile Loki did something weird. Yeah, I mean the crocodile Loki to me makes sense after a. Oh, you know what though? It could have been before. It could have been before they had everything cleaned up, like during the multiversal war. Mm-hmm. when uh, they're cleaning up all the timelines. It could have been there. I, I changed my mind. It's okay. It still stands. <laughs> so, yeah, Crocodile Loki. It's pretty pretty good character. I enjoyed him. Uh, I heard the actor who played old Loki. I don't know his name, and I don't see it anywhere. So, cool. Uh, old Loki made a comment saying that he would love a side TV show with just him and crocodile. <laughs> I mean, that Which, would be really cool. I feel like it would, it would be a good, like short, like, you know how kind of Pixar did like shorts. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's all it would have, but I would still watch it. I mean, yeah, I'd definitely watch it. I don't know what kind of story you could tell. Cause they would just be, it would just be them like surviving in, the you know the whatever prune verse wherever everybody goes i feel like unless they met at the tva or something yeah and they cause some havoc yeah so here's just kind of a real quick theory for you my okay. brother-in-law thinks that classic loki is still alive yeah i i believe it you so you think like you could see him I don't know. There's part of me that thinks that it's like his ultimate. He's it's kind of his sacrifice, but there is. I do understand that, like, if he's powerful enough to create an illusion of Asgard, 
he's also powerful enough to you know maybe create an illusion of himself but yeah but i don't know where <laughs> like if he is still alive that's cool but i don't know what he's the helmet he's oh he's the helmet okay <laughs> i mean that's i mean that makes sense that tracks yeah the whole thing is supposed to be like oh loki survive and I don't know how you trick a Lyoth into thinking you're not there, but he the helmet survived, and so I mean he could just easily like he escaped Thanos by pretending to be some sort of debris, as he said it. Uh, he could have just been his helmet. The Lyoth passed him. I don't know. Hmm. I believe it. I mean, it kind of cheapens his sacrifice, but yeah, sure. I mean, it's kind of hard to. Oh my dog. It's okay. It's kind of hard to um, say for sure. Like they would have to come back and get him. It's not like he can just transport out of the world. Um, you know, like he already said they didn't have a temp pad, so they can't go anywhere. So if he's going to show up in later movies, like I don't know how he's going to get out of there. But I guess I don't see the reason for him not survive or like surviving because all that does to me, all that does is just have him like, like you said, it cheapens his sacrifice. And now he's just a character sitting in a void. And, you know, like, I don't know what the point is to have him stay alive. I don't know. Marvel is good at that, though. So, just bringing people back from the dead, and, and there's like a multiverse now. So, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. They'll bring him back. That's my that's my opinion. But, but yeah. And then we get to. Oh wait, no, we can't finish talking about this episode without talking about Throg <laughs> in the little jar. Yes, that was perfect. I loved it. It was so great. And then you also got the dude. I actually really like this episode because there's so many freaking Easter eggs from like comic books. Like, yeah, that's all true. Over the place. They had the freaking Thanos helicopter. It was great. Yeah, that's like a really like memey thing in the comics is the Thanos helicopter, and they just threw it in there just because. And it was oh, it was wonderful. Gotta love it. And then Throg was like. Trapped in a jar, which is just perfect. <laughs> so I just appreciated that. But but anyways, so yeah, they, they enchant the Lyoth and then boom, they're at the final boss battle. Which ends up being not that hard. No, not really. Uh, it was pretty hard up until he, he didn't know what was going to happen. But he kind of did. Yeah. Uh, the cane. I was I was actually kind of surprised they showed Kane. What do you, what what did you think? Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they could have done it without show like um without showing him at the end of time, you know, like how do you show who's pulling the strings cuz they're supposed to get to like they'd be they'd be super disappointing if they got to the very end and nothing you know, like you had to wait another season or something to see 
who who was at the at the end. Um, so I don't like I don't know I think, how they I mean, would have done it. WandaVision. I mean, did they though? Because I thought that that was just like that's Wanda. Like, well, they the whole thing they really set up Surtur, like the not Surtur. Is it Surtur? Mm. No, not Surtur. I forget the Mephisto. Oh, they yeah. They set up Mephisto like hardcore and then didn't do anything with it, uh, but kind of set him up for future movies. So I kind of was expecting a similar thing here. But no, they actually they showed uh, they showed Kane, and I was I was actually pretty impressed. And I thought that the actor did a really good job, which I don't know his name. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Also, I'm pretty sure it's Kang, like with a G at the end. Kang. Yeah. What did I, What did I say? I thought I was saying. You that. said Kane. Well, it's it's whatever. Yeah, the G is silent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was it was he was really good. Um, it was kind of cool to see him, you know, at the very end, just like being like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Isn't this crazy? Like, this is just this is just super wild. What's what's happening?" Yeah, it it uh, I mean, I mean, it was an okay episode. I I thought it was good. There's. I don't know. I kind of wanted more. Yes. That was my only thing with this episode. It was like, honestly, it's a little bit of a letdown, especially after, I think it's the end credit scene where like Loki comes back and he, you know, he's trying to talk to Mobius and I think it's Hunter B-15, but like, he's trying to talk to them about like, Oh yeah, this is happening or whatever. I got to let him know. And, you know, then he looks and it's a giant statue of Kang and all this stuff. Instead of the, uh, the timekeepers. Yeah, so the timekeepers. And I'm just kind of like, I was like, okay, so all of this was for nothing now? Or like, why, why did we watch the last six episodes? Now I just have so many more questions. And I'm not even, uh, again, like I'm not super invested in the comics or anything. But this is setting up the secret wars, which is like I I don't know a ton about it, but from my understanding, it's like a multiversal war where different universes um, are in constant battle, kind of like what Kang was talking about had happened previously. I don't know. I just I expected there to be a little more of a fight uh, from Kang. You know he spent his entire life all of time like trying to keep the multiverse in order and he's like tired yeah sure but he wants and he wants to retire the throne and he's like "Eh, if you kill me then i i just end up back here eventually all over again but like to me that just seems a little pointless like yeah sure like it doesn't matter if he dies because it'll just the to him the results will and the same, but like you would think that he would put up a little fight to keep what he'd worked for. Yeah. I mean, to me, he was, it felt a little lackluster and I just wish there would have been some resistance, but 
I don't know. I mean, I think that was part of it at the very end when he says, like, just kind of says it's up to you. Do what you want. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you can kill me. You can do whatever. Um, it's just, this is what's going to happen. So, I don't know. But I, like, I was just, I watched, it got to the end of the episode. And I was like, wow. So, there's nothing, like, I'm not anticipating anything. You know, I'm not like, oh, that's going to be such a cool interaction or whatever. I'm just kind of like, wow, I don't, this is just such a sucky and weird situation. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen now. She like pushed him into another universe where the Kang, instead of creating the timekeepers, just had himself. And so I don't know, it's setting up the Doctor Strange and Ant-Man movies, but exactly how and what direction they're going with is is to be seen. And probably people who understand the comics know more about what, what we can expect. But this is your average Joe podcast, and we don't know that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so. so I will say, um, if you watch the like the making of little series thing they talked about um how people were kind of saying that this like some people might have anticipated that it was going to be a just kind of like a almost a buddy cop thing of loki like traveling through the timeline trying to figure out who you know like trying to write time wrongs and all this stuff and they're like it's totally not you know it's going to take people totally by surprise i was like yeah but also i really want you to make that other thing like i would have been super interested in just watching like a a series where loki and mobius go around and it's just you know it's almost like law and order but with loki i know i'm probably in the vast minority there but i just like i just would have thought that it it would have been cool it it would have been cool for an episode like i would have been okay with like there being like a what if version of that that would have been kind of cool like the new the new show coming out Uh uh-huh i like where it's literally just one episode and nothing more. But I don't know if I could do a whole show. I feel like it would have just felt like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not been that great. I don't know. But <laughs> I I have been pleasantly surprised a lot of times by Marvel. So they maybe could have found a way to make it work. But I don't think you're going to get that. I'm sorry, Davis. Yeah, probably not. Which honestly is probably for the best. But, you know whatever i'm also the kind of person that like you know in harry potter i just wanted to watch like part of me wanted to read a book about harry just going to classes and his homework and doing just normal like what's the normal day in the life for a wizard and same with like star wars what's the normal day in the life for like what kind of stuff do they use and you you want that even after like the conversation we had about how you need something fantastical well yes because it's such a fantastical universe like that's what i'm so interested in is how do they do 
like the mundane and how do they, you know, whatever, what's the technology that they use? I think they kind of, this is a very different movie, but they, they, I think they do a good job of that in Zootopia. Yeah. That's another thing. That's like, that's another movie that I want to, I just want to see them walking around doing things, you know? Yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I I don't have that desire nearly as much as you do. Do you do you appreciate campaign games more like than like multiplayer online games or which one do you prefer? Um I I started out with campaign games then I didn't have as much time so I started like multiplayer online stuff and now I'm kind of switching back a little bit more to campaign games. Um, I don't have that much time to play anything, but when I do, there is, you know, I'm a little bit more interested in stuff that's not just like sitting down, getting beat by 12 year olds and actually <laughs> like experiencing a story. I have a very difficult time getting through a campaign. I wish I liked campaign games, but I just don't. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. They're not very fast paced. I think that's my, my issue. But I was just curious if that was if there was any dis- difference between us and maybe why you would be more interested in that. And so maybe. Maybe there's a correlation. Yeah. So up vote, down vote. Yeah, sure. Um up vote. Uh I already gave my down vote. It's that whole second episode <laughs> or third episode. Is it third? Yeah, yeah third. It's third. That whole episode. Upvotes. I would say President Loki. <laughs> Not Throg. Mm, ooh. I don't know. It's it's that's a tough. That's they're they're both they're both it. I love them both. Yeah. How about you? I think my upvote, I don't know. I want to go with <laughs> in that third episode when he sings that song. It was just super cool. Um, I think also part of it was just like I felt transported, you know, to a different uh, space. And maybe it's because we're playing that Lord of the Rings D&D game. Um, which I didn't know I needed in my life. And I'm so glad it's there, even though we only play it once every, <laughs> like once a year or something. Once a year. Um, we need, we, we need to do it more. Yeah. We should do it more. Anyway, <laughs> I like, I love that. I think my down vote since it got pointed out. And now it just, every time I think about it, I think it's ridiculous um, is the way that they fight with the pruning sticks yeah. is that's fair. Not like it. It should be like fencing, and they're just being super dumb. I guess maybe you could make the argument that, like, they don't want to prune the um, variants, but then I'm like, why not? If you're like, obviously, they're endangering your timeline and all this stuff. Like, why do you need to keep them around? So, yeah. I'm gonna change my down my uh no, that's still my down vote. Never mind. 
I was going to say, like, they, we never got told why Sylvie uh, got pruned or got taken in the first place. I think it was, like, implied that it was because she was a girl, but they never, like, why wait that long until she's, like, 12. Right. So, I don't know. Um. Yeah. So that's it. That's our that's our review on Loki. What uh? What you looking forward to, Davis? Uh, looking forward that's to what you consuming. Well, I'm consuming the Olympics right now. What's going on right now? That is happening right now. <laughs> oh. Started on Friday. Well, technically Thursday. Um. See, I had no clue. I'm just in my own little bubble. Yeah, the Olympics are happening. Um, consuming that. I am. I consumed. Uh, what's it called? It's called Clarkson's Farm, which is. Uh, did Did you ever watch like Top Gear? Uh, no. Okay. Well, one of the presenters on there, Jeremy Clarkson, is hilarious. I mean, all three of them are hilarious, and I highly recommend Top Gear and the Grand Tour. But. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Clarkson's Farm. And he's like, so he's this, he's famous in Britain for being this auto show guy. Like he's famous for writing car reviews. And that was what Top Gear was, was like car reviews and going on trips and doing cool stuff. And he decides, I guess he like, he bought this farm a while ago and he's decided that like to kind of, that he's going to try to farm it. And just the whole series is him like farming his land and learning all about he has sheep and different crops and stuff. And I just thought it was wildly entertaining and also hilarious. So very nice. I'll have to check it out. So and what, uh, I'm what are you looking, looking forward, forward to? to uh I mean just movies there you know movies coming out i mean <laughs> jungle cruise is coming out this next weekend um which is our next episode correct sh- oh sure i thought we were going to do black widow but whatever no. I, don't, I think we decided against that okay sure um <laughs> my dog is sad that i'm not giving her all the attention um but yeah jungle cruise coming out dune looks really cool um yeah they dropped a new trailer for dune yeah and uh yeah i don't i mean i'm sure there's there's all kinds of other stuff there's the new uh there's they're coming out with another jurassic park eventually we're gonna have dr strange eventually we're gonna have ant-man so yeah, lots of things coming up. Lots of things. Uh, so Cassie and I just consumed the Netflix documentary, This is a Robbery, which is about a robbery that happened in Boston in the 90s, and they still haven't recovered all the paintings. Uh, and so if you're going to go watch it, don't expect there to be a conclusion because there's not. I think I have heard about that. It was really interesting. I just wish going into it, I would have known 
we don't find out who stole the paintings. I would have been much less disappointed in the show if I knew that going in. Yeah. Okay. Well, my dog is yelling at me probably because she has to poop or something. What? You, you, you just skipping out what I'm, what I'm looking forward to. Oh, we can wait. (laughs) I want to hear what you're looking forward to. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if she can. (laughs) She can. Um, Okay. So what I'm looking forward to, uh, besides Dune is the shoot. I don't know what's coming out. I mean, um, I'll, I'll tell you what the other things. There's Suicide Squad. There's the Green Knight. There's Free Guy. There's... Free Guy. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. To. Let's let's go Free Guy. Uh, but okay, so let's end this episode by saying our names and what the best iterate iteration of ourselves is doing at this moment the me- the best multiverse version of ourselves is doing at this moment uh-huh my name is davis best multiverse version of me is recording a podcast Ooh. okay, okay. <laughs> the second best version of me is like on a jet ski or something oh very nice the best my name is Brandon, and the best version of me is currently letting Davis's dog out. <laughs> okay, sure. So, yeah, he's pretty cool. Wow, what a nice guy! Oh, I forgot the King's Man is coming out. Just all kinds of stuff. All the things. Cool. So we'll have lots of content to to do episodes on, and I'm excited. After a year break, we we actually have something to talk about again. Yes. So, um, all right. This has been fun. Good. Goodbye. <laughs> this, is, this is a long episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>